a visit from a foreign land, unseen by the naked eye, who will bleed out first in Predator. Mafia, wake up, wake up. You have created a monster and it will destroy you. Yeah, that laugh. I don't know. I think was he going? I, no, he, interesting. He, one. he was. <laughs> it, <laughs> he's imitating Billy. I know, which yeah. is so interesting. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, another part. That was an interesting aspect. You know, I, I, I. So here's the thing with Predator, Alex. What I realized while watching this film is I realized that you've seen it before, and it was called Prey. <laughs> no, it's very similar. You're right. Actually, there's a lot of similarities there. But no, I um, I had not seen this movie from front to from front to back, from oh. start to finish, um, ever. I, I've seen different clips of it. Really? But awesome. Yeah, really. I had not seen this movie from start to finish ever in my life. I thought I had, and, and you know, maybe I've seen kind of like, I've seen most of it. I think like on TV versions, you know, mm. uh, but not like this film like unedited from start to finish. And man, I was like, Oh, this is the movie where all the quotes and all the memes come from. Is yes. this movie. Yes. All of them. <laughs> Every single one. Uh, and I was like, this is great. <laughs> uh, good Dude. stuff. I, I didn't introduce you. You are my, uh, slightly more handsome than the predator co-host. Alex. And I'm joined by uh, the one-armed Dylan, Eric. Ooh. Ooh. And you know what? I'll, I can be Carl Weathers. Yeah. Can be, there's I, worse I'll things to that. be, even with one arm. There's yeah, worse there things, worse to, be things to be. A one-armed Carl Weathers is probably a better man than I'll ever be. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's it. <laughs> and thank you for listening to Monsters vs. Pen. <laughs> no, but honestly, Alex, one thing I just wanted to bring up because we haven't talked about it is we have surpassed three years on the show. <laughs> yeah, uh, it slipped by us. <laughs> it slipped by. Like we just forgot that it was our like three year show anniversary. Um, but happy anniversary, Alex. Happy anniversary, Eric. Now, the three-year anniversary, that's something probably like, uh, I don't know. It sounds like something like an aluminum anniversary or something something like that. Let's see. Three-year anniversary. I don't know what it's called. Do you give each other aluminum gifts? What is that? Yeah, we'll probably have to give each other one of the like, uh, like, uh, what are those? uh, What are those special Blu-rays called? Um, Ooh, ooh. Like the Ultraman ones? Oh, yeah, we can gift each other, yeah, those Ultraman Blu-rays, yeah. Yeah, the Ultraman yeah. Blu-rays. What were the ones with the aluminum? Oh, oh. Uh, wait. Like, like the nice boxes? Oh, the steel box. Or steel no, box. Steel, yeah, steel case. Sorry, yeah, we'll steel just case. Get steel case. <laughs> we'll just get steel case Blu-rays for each other for our anniversary. 
Yeah. Oh, is it, I think the third year anniversary is leather. It's leather. It's leather. Okay, Cece's here. Oh. Confirmed. So yeah, I guess. Oh wow, well, it's that leather. Things, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh boy, I don't think they make leather cases. Anyway. Um, no. <laughs> okay. With that said, we could probably get into this film. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Before we go down this dark road. <laughs> After Alien and Aliens, we get Predator, directed by John McTiernan of Die Hard fame. While some of the basic concepts may be the same, Predator falls more in line with Aliens than Alien. But what do you think, Alex? Can it even come close to the standard set in Aliens from last week? Mm. I mean, I think you can make a comparison, but I don't know if it's fair. I don't think it's, I don't know if it's the right thing to do. You know, the budgets are vastly different. The setting, the monster, the heroes. I mean, all of it is quite a bit different. And uh, their goals are quite a bit different as well. I, I think, and I think it plays on expectations differently than that movie did. Um, you know, yes, both movies do have Marines or, you know, Dutch's team, the rescue mm-hmm. op. Um, and so from a cursory description, if you describe the teams and Dutch's team, they probably sound like they could just mesh well together um, because they're all gun-toting heroes, I guess. Um, but they, and they would sound similar, but at the end of the day, this film plays with its characters in ways that the Alien films I don't think ever do. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I do appreciate about this film, probably more than anything, is that it carves its own path. It doesn't feel like it needs to prove itself to be anything other than what it is. It's got this unique identity. And I think for that, just comparing it to alien or aliens is a disservice to this film because it is just so different. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now I I made that comparison in my introduction to tell you that I actually think these are pretty different films. Despite <laughs> that sim- those similarities because there are surface similarities, but then they really quickly depart from each other. Uh, I think I think the Predator though, or not the Predator, sorry. I think Predator is just as successful in what it wants to do as Aliens. Aliens wanted to wow us with its special effects and. It certainly did. But I also think it had slightly higher aspirations in its storytelling and filmmaking, which, as you recall, I didn't find quite as much. I didn't have as much love as most people do um, towards it, though I still admired the, the film. With Predator, the story just isn't the focus, like, at all. <laughs> Basically, a troop of special forces is called into a secret mission to gather intel, but ends up being hunted down by a nearly unstoppable alien force. Yeah. That's it. There, there, right? That's the movie. <laughs> and the right? initial the initial plot line is completely dropped, too. It, it which is which I love. Dropped. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like that's the movie. There's nothing else to it. <laughs> but it's the atmosphere, the over-the-topness, the hammy acting, and just the overall fun from this film that gives it its charm. It doesn't aspire to be a masterpiece, but it kind of becomes one in its own (laughs) unique way. If you know what I'm saying. I do. I do. I think you're right on the money. You know, (laughs) 
in Alien, there's no Dutch throwing a knife with a wacky knife noise playing as it impales a man against a wall yeah. with the line followed up, why don't you stick around? <laughs> like, that's not happening in no. the Alien franchise. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> Zero chance. Uh, <laughs> but that's the fun. Um, and what I do like about some of these moments with the quippy dialogue mm. and they're, they're happening during this series of events early on in the film that just feels like a typical 80s blow them up action movie when they're uh, they're when they're uh, attacking these insurgents at the at the compound to pursue this rescue mission mm-hmm. or what they think is a rescue mission and what may seem like a useless you know frivolous scene that's while well, fun maybe pointless mm-hmm. um, in the film I, I actually think it's a really great way to do two things. I think it's a great way to show how skilled Dutch's team is. Mm-hmm. You know, they take down uh, the takedown of this compound is almost effortless for them. Yeah, it, they're so strategic against humans and have such an understanding of where they're going to be. You know, what they're always prepared for them. That I love that juxtaposition against how they react oh, yeah. to the predator. And you know, everything they do when they are facing the predator makes sense if the predator was human. Yeah. But since it's not, you know, them destroying an entire forest to kill this thing at their level, it doesn't, you know, that would have worked against anybody. That's mm-hmm. a nor- that would be a reasonable tactic, I feel like, for someone who's like hunting you for game, mm-hmm. except for it's an alien. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you don't quite understand that, which I really like. And the, the other thing that that scene really does is it really grows our characters, which I really appreciate. You know, we get a lot of one-liners and some follow-up afterwards with some jokes being delivered to, like, Billy, um, where he laughs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just these, like, little moments during the action scene that make it, you know, pretty fun. Uh, and, and, and builds that relationship with the viewer and the character. Now, the other... the. That's, and that's kind of where my love with the other element of the film is. I actually really like the characters. Um, and their dialogue, even before the action scene, is quick and to the point. Um, and it really illustrates like where the heart of the team lies. There's this moment between Dylan, uh, where he's about to drop out of the chopper with Dutch, and he says to Dutch, I miss this. And Dutch says, you never were that smart. Mm-hmm. And I love that line. You know, the implication there is just so interesting that maybe Dutch and his team, they don't, they do this out of maybe necessity uh, mm-hmm. maybe because they're good at it, but not really because it's maybe fun for them. Like, yeah, they definitely enjoy each other's company. We see them joking with each other and saying stuff to each other, but they're also pretty serious when it comes down to their work. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're sitting in the chopper blasting music, but as soon as it's time to work, they open the door, they shut the music off, and they're quiet, right? They're silent. They're not joking with each other really anymore. And it, it's pretty cool to see that because it really it gives the team heart where it feels like they could be like useless mercenaries or heartless mercenaries just out there to do a job. But, you know, they, they have a rescue-only policy as well. So they are good mercs, as far mm-hmm. as we can tell, um, which I really like. But the, the what I like about all those moments where they're joking with each other, they have all these giant, hilarious one-liners that, 
<laughs> some of which you probably wouldn't even say today. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> but when it, all those elements culminate in, it's like kind of real feeling characters and their deaths hit a little bit harder than they normally would, I think. Because I do enjoy all of them, no matter how small their role is. Mm-hmm. Now, Eric, this scenario is not dissimilar from last mm-hmm. week, where mm-hmm. you had some interesting opinions. Mm-hmm. But So how did you feel this go around with a similar kind of setup? Well, I, I think the characters here are expendable. Um, yeah. And usually that, that's a crime for me, because you know if we, we know the fate already... Um, if we don't know the fate, then it's like we're going to be manipulated. But here, because we know the fate of the characters, at least we can really strongly assume we we know what this film is going to be about. We invest enough to be entertained by the characters, but not enough to invest in them emotionally. So there's no manipulating the audience, in other words. And as you know, Alex, I appreciate when a film doesn't try to manipulate its audience. Move us, yes, but but don't try to if you haven't earned it. I I would also say just moving into the effects of the movie. The effects here are pretty gnarly. This really does have R-rated violence and language, right? And it feels old school in that way. You mentioned a couple of the jokes Yes, those jokes probably wouldn't be written into a film today. But at the same time, would those jokes not be said by these types of characters? I think they exactly. would, right? Um, and so it's it's interesting in, in that regard, right? It's like it feels less authentic, kind of going back to a conversation we had uh, around the, the Prey movie, uh, which we can get into at, at some point. But... Yeah, here it doesn't feel like the violence, as far as the violence is concerned, it doesn't feel like it holds back, back much. There are a couple times that it holds back, um, but it doesn't feel like it's it's doing it to, um, you know, please, you know, an audience-tested screener, right? <laughs> uh, it doesn't feel that way at all. It feels like maybe they have to limit some of the violence just due to budget restraints or they don't know, right? Like you can only do so much. Um, But yeah, uh, overall, I think it's that, that less polished feel that that really makes me enjoy it. Even the invisibility, right? The invisibility doesn't quite hold up all the time. It, It doesn't look awful necessarily, but it's not amazing, but works for me right uh mm-hmm. it's not like I'm, I'm super distracted and then at the end i really like how the tables turn with dutch finding out how base basically how to become invisible to the predator you can definitely see how influenced prey was by this source material um but if you can't already tell alex i, I think i like this movie more than prey i i couldn't tell really i am surprised but i i I don't think I disagree with that sentiment, really. Um, actually, I don't disagree. But as for the you know invisibility that you're talking about, I actually absolutely love how it's done here. Mm-hmm. It's I think it's such a cool effect that they that they did. It, it, it's weird, yeah. You know, it's otherworldly. I don't quite understand how they did it. I I lo- actually just love the effect. I just I know it's not CG. It's something they did with the film. Oh, yeah. with the actual film, but I can get it. I can understand it not working for others because 
of like modern standards, really. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, it is weird, right? It's probably not how we would imagine someone being cloaked, Invisible. coming yeah, uncloaked. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, man, this thing looks better than I remember. Like not just the invisibility, but the predator. And mm. What an amazing design this original predator is. Like it's like you said with prey. I love that in the first film they establish some interesting rules and culture for the Utah. You know, that's something we talked about a lot in our review of prey. But to see that so much of this happens in the first film, yeah, is pretty impressive. You know. He singles out Dutch at the end as someone worthy of one-on-one combat. Like he drops the mask. He doesn't whip out the weapons. Like he's, he wants to go toe to toe with who he feels is his best competition. It's really a cool moment. You know, there's just like when something like this happens, it, it, it just opens up these deep layers of like lore and storytelling and just such a small moment, you know, not killing the unarmed people again. It's just, it's so interesting. The film doesn't need it, but it just makes everything more everlasting, I guess. Right. It lets the, it lets the storytelling potential of this creature just explode. It's kind of like the alien being found in this ship, but we don't explore that. So it lets the storytelling potential just go all over the place. You got no idea where these things came from. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love that. And the, the, this movie feels like a labor of love and it just, yeah. it bleeds through everything. Uh, I think the acting is well done. The, all the storytelling with the monster and just its design and everything. It kind of like leads you to think about. It's just so interesting instead of, you know, they could have made this thing a mindless monster that just hunts people for fun. Right. Yeah. But instead they add these little elements to just make it, Make him so interesting. And I just like even small details like the gun tracking with his helmet, which I never noticed happened in this movie. I noticed it this time. I was like, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Like the, you know, where he looks. And, and, you know, that's a practical effect. And like, yeah, oh, yeah. Probably now. Well, I guess they probably, they might do it in certain Predator movies, but yeah. It just, it, it's, you know, this had me feeling a lot like Aliens did. Mm and that I felt like, man, they don't make them like they used to. <laughs> no, they really don't. They really don't. Yeah. I, I guess my main issue with the film, it feels like it might be about 15 minutes too long. Mm. Um, and I'm not sure what you would cut necessarily. I haven't thought that far through. Maybe a little of the montage towards the end. Um, you could probably cut some of that. The ending is a little drawn out. Though I do like those quiet moments. Um, of preparation for the battle. Oh, it yeah. Do, it does feel a little bit drawn out there. Um, you know, as I said, though, I like that the movie doesn't try to be anything that it's not. Um, and, and and for that reason, I don't think we need to, to lengthen this movie. Or if we can, we could even cut it shorter, right? It's not trying to be this sort of cinematic masterpiece. It's sort of like Aliens, I, I did think might have had some of that ambition. Another point of criticism, and this is really nitpicking, might be Dylan's redemption arc. Um, it didn't quite hit home for me uh, like it could have, mm. because I think it was just like automatic. There was just a turnaround. And then he was like, all right, I'm helping, you know, and he's trying to help. And they're like, yeah, go help. 
And so he goes to try and help, and then he ends up not really helping anyone. Um, I guess it's the thought that counts, you know. But yeah. <laughs> well, here, here's I agree with you, and I just kind of was thinking, like, while you were talking about it, like, I completely agree with you. I even thought that when I was watching the movie, like, mm-hmm. that was quick. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I, you know, while you were saying it, so something just kind of connected in my mind. There's a lot of elements in here where after they assault the compound, right, and they start finding out what the real reason that they're there is, like, Dylan's pretty surprised. Mm-hmm. He's surprised at who's, like, like at a lot of the things that have happened. Like, he wasn't, he's not quite in the loop like we, like he thought he was, yeah, right? right? He thought yeah. he was manipulating uh, Dutch's team to do something that he wanted them to do, and he did, but what he wanted them to do wasn't what he thought <laughs> they were right. going to be doing. And so there might be an element there where he feels bad about getting them into this bad situation that they had nothing. They didn't have any part of like he lied to get them there. And then he was lied to about it mm. as well. I don't know. It's just yeah, another yeah. thing to think about. I don't, I, I agree with you though. Cause when it happens, I feel the same way. It is. And yet at the same time, as I said, it's nitpicking because Part of me is like, well, we don't necessarily need any of that, right? Like, <laughs> the history is fun enough as it is. It creates for some great moments of just character between uh, Dylan and Dutch, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just funny. What's the matter? But, you got you pushing too many pencils? <laughs> so we've got those great moments. And so you don't necessarily need this grand redemption arc with this character. I'm not saying that. Um, it is a little rushed, though. Like, if you're going to complain about something, you go ahead. You can complain about that. I, I just did. But it's really, you know, you're nitpicking at that point because it's just that's not what this movie's about, you know. And <laughs> there is that shared history between the characters. So it's like, yeah, we're in a moment of crisis. If somebody's ready to step up, they're ready to step up. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of it, right? Yeah, that's kind of how Billy goes. Of course, Billy makes more sense um, mm-hmm. a little bit, but you know, it does let's let's talk about NVM Plus and we'll get to our awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, NVM Plus today over at patreon.com forward slash NVM we have a host chat. Uh, we talk about uh, a couple of shows and movies we've been watching recently. Of course, we talk uh, Adam. We talk Adam Sandler. <laughs> we we find out that I am not a Adam Fandler, um, <laughs> and we get into Watchmen a little bit. Yeah, uh, we get into what's the the movie you recommended me, Alex? Uh, Barbarian. Barbarian. We get into Barbarian uh, without spoilers. Uh, it's it's a fun conversation uh, over at patreon.com forward slash MVM Pod. Let's get into our awards, though, Alex. Compelling character award. Who'd you have, dude? I've got to at least give one of these awards to the Predator. Mm-hmm. I was gonna do Dutch, mm-hmm. but I think he'll be accounted for later by one of us. I'm sure. Um, and he is such an interesting character, but really, Predator is the most compelling because of, like I said, a lot of that visual storytelling, a lot of the lore that's created by his actions. Mm-hmm. Um, how he goes back for people he's already killed and he goes back and finds their body later, like out of his way. Like he put, yeah. put himself in danger to get his trophies. 
you know, you see him like have set it, selling his skulls right next to each other. Yeah. I think all that's really interesting stuff. And it oh, just yeah. really expands the universe of this thing that in the beginning, it's cool because there's a ship flying by and it drops them off. Yeah. Right. That's, it. that's all we get of the backstory. Yeah. Like his, like his mom just dropped him off to go play at the mall. It feels like right? Star Wars at the beginning. Right. It's like, this is like a Star Wars movie. And then and it goes completely in a different direction after that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really interesting in that way. And I, I'm excited. I'm excited to explore the series more, but I'm also like trying to read some more comics and stuff about it, so I can mm. like learn as much as I can about it because there's there's just so much interesting things to to tap into. Yeah, it really is. Um, my you? compelling character was Billy. Yeah, um, I think Billy is just fascinating, um, and it's obviously we see connections to Prey uh, with Billy's character. I think, you know, just being at least part Native American here and and really trying to kind of be in touch with his natural surroundings. Very fascinating uh, as a character. He does some makes some wild decisions. I thought whenever he was at the end, whenever he pulled up pulls out the knife, right? He strips down and he just pulls out the knife. Yeah. I thought he was gonna strip down and have no weapon whatsoever. Um Mm-hmm. And, and just see if if the predator would even come after him at that point, um, and just decide to take him on bare hand. But we don't get to see his death, but we see what ends up happening, um, and it is pretty brutal. Yeah. One thing though, Alex, mm-hmm. uh, I wasn't going to give him the the can't believe that acting award. So so Sonny Landum is the is the actor. Yeah, but but I looked up this guy, Sonny Landum. Okay, and I, we don't normally do like a, a trivia type of stuff here in um, Monsters vs. Men. That's not what the show's about. But I don't think many people know Sonny Landom, right? And Sonny Landom is just, has a wild life, okay? Okay, okay. <laughs> he, he was, uh, in my opinion, I was just like, whoa, this guy is crazy. Because the first thing that stood out to me is I looked him up. He died just a couple years ago in Lexington, Kentucky. Oh, okay. Yeah, right? So literally where I'm at right now. Uh, he grew up in Rome, Georgia, where I spent a lot of time, uh, a couple summers as a camp counselor. Okay. Right? He uh, played football at the University of Georgia. He did a stint in the army, worked in the oil field as a model, as an actor, and as an ordained Baptist minister, okay. Alex. Okay. Okay. So these, I don't know exactly all of that. In 2003, Landum ran in the Republican Party primary election for governor of Kentucky. Well, <laughs> hoping which to isn't, repeat, hoping, which, hoping to repeat the success of Predator castmates, yeah. uh, yeah. Governor Jesse Ventura and yeah. California Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Right? This is like got the most politicians. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Isn't that wild? Yeah. Right? Very cool. Uh, wow! Absolutely crazy, dude. This cast um, is insane. I mean, you even it have is insane. And this guy, okay. So hang on. His personal life. <laughs> Landon was married five times, uh, which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, anybody that's been married five times. Yeah, maybe it was a, 
It was probably that opposition research probably kept him in Kentucky. <laughs> Too many ex-wives. He was convicted <laughs> on federal charges of making threatening and obscene phone calls to his wife. Oh, and spent nice. Three years in prison. But oh. the U.S. Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals reversed that conviction. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So anyway, I no, just he thought, said like, he, he no, sir. He said he had to itch. He said he said <laughs> he said <laughs> he said his wife was an itch. Like, no, of, but I honestly, Sonny Landham. I, I had I just was looking him up on a whim, and he just had a fascinating life to me because it's not like this well-known actor. Right. Um, he is, by the way. The reason I looked him up is because I was like, okay, is this guy actually? Native American, mm, no. um, and he is. He he identified oh, he as being half Cherokee and one eighth Seminole. Um, oh, okay. So I thought that was interesting. That's why I looked him up. But then I just found like this story, man. This guy's—he's got a story. <laughs> and are you going to go visit uh, his grave this week? Very interesting. No. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't that be a great picture to post on the interwebs? <laughs> An MVM reunion at Sunny's grave. Yeah, MVM. Yeah, I might have to like put an MVM T-shirt on his grave. <laughs> R.I.P. Sunny. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Eric, what about your most memorable line award? <laughs> uh, mine is Blaine uh, from Blaine, mm. and it was I ain't got time to bleed. Uh, I just loved it. I. Blaine was such an over-the-top character, but one of my favorite characters. I thought about him for my compelling character award uh, because he was just so over-the-top. He's so good. And pretty awesome. <laughs> he is pretty awesome. Um, I had a couple. It was really hard to pick. You know, I wanted, kind of like you, I kind of wanted to go with a classic line, but then I, I did. I think I want to go with a line that I said earlier where Dutch is getting ready to do that helicopter drop with Dylan. He tells him that he's really not that smart after he says that he's missed this. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I just like the character implications of it all. But mm-hmm. if I had to pick a classic line, uh, there's so many to pick from. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. Uh, you're one ugly mother. <laughs> <laughs> We got we got a lot of good ones to pick from. That is a good line. (laughs) You know, like he he knocks the door down. He goes knock knock. (laughs) Yeah, there's a there's a lot of good ones. Yeah, a lot of good ones. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Oh yeah, Uh, yeah. That one was in prey. Yes, it was. Yep, yep. Uh, Can't believe the acting award. Who'd you have, Alex? I had Bill Duke as Mac. Uh, Mac was a really interesting character because he's like one of the ones that's um, really being traumatized by this even more than everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, when he loses his best friend, uh, he just has a really hard go. When he loses Blaine, he just yeah. he kind of falls apart a little bit. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's holding that chain gun, Blaine's chain gun, and minigun, and it just he keeps spinning it afterwards. Oh, yeah. He's just like sweating. He's clearly he t- he's talking to himself all the, the time. Scene. The shaving scene. He, he he's like talking to himself as he's pursuing the predator. Like he you know he just kind of like, he he goes off his rocker. But then oh, yeah. there's some really cool. 
I just really like his performance, though. Mm-hmm. Even though it is a little over the top when he's like chasing the predator down, talking to himself. Oh yeah. When he when he stops Dylan up there, like he's like underneath that tree and its roots, and he like pulls him over there. It's such a cool moment. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I just like that character. His character is interesting. It's a good example of what you were talking about earlier about how cool he was um, against human opponents. But when things start to reel, he kind of loses it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's a good example. My can't believe the acting award goes to Arnold himself. Yeah. And, you know, I thought about this award and I thought about that performance. Do I think it's like (laughs) on a technical level, do I think it's a great performance? No. But is it a perfect performance? Yes. (laughs) 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 No, honestly though, like it's like who else do you want in that role? And like it, it just wouldn't it would not have worked without Arnold Schwarzenegger in that role. That's one of those roles where you cannot imagine anybody else taking that spot, right? Yeah, yeah. Even though it's not, like, on a technical level, great acting. (laughs) On a purely, this is the perfect casting for this over-the-top leader of this special force group. It's perfect, right? Yeah. Uh, And so you just have to roll with it. And if you can't roll with Arnold Schwarzenegger as Dutch in this movie, you're just not going to like this movie. So it's not Mm. the movie for you. Yeah. I mean, you're exactly right. But this movie is for everybody, (laughs) even small children. Uh, Yep. Yep. (laughs) Uh, What about your Oh, That's a Good Shot award? Uh, I think mine's going to have to be this cool. So there's some really cool shots in here like actually like some really great ones mm-hmm. I, I see what you have on yours mm-hmm. and i took note of that one as well like mm-hmm. it was awesome um but the one that kind of surprised me because i kind of forgot about this there's that moment where dutch is like falling down two waterfalls <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and you kind of th- you think he's gotten away at least for mm-hmm. a little bit right because he, he climbs up on onto the mud and he's just like getting a reprieve like you you, you as a viewer, at least, I felt like, okay, he's getting a second to catch, like, yeah, to yeah. chill. I don't know. How'd you feel in that moment? I want to know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Me too. Me it too. feels like he's got a, finally a moment to just relax <laughs> and, like, <laughs> recoup and, and then plan an attack. But then he's laying there in the mud, and that splash happens right behind him. <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to stop. And it's yeah. just such a cool moment of like dread because you oh, feel it with him. He's exhausted. <laughs> he's tapped out. And then that big splash behind him. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> uh-huh. No, honestly, I thought about for. Oh, that's a good shot. I thought about that sequence, uh, the waterfall sequence. And I thought about <laughs> the moment when he's like kind of like sliding down the hill. We get this like. Oh, yeah. The point of view. Base, yeah. Point of view shot. Well, we get a point of view shot. And then we get the reverse shot of like basically like a handheld camera looking at Arnold's face, <laughs> and then the point of view <laughs> shot, and it's great. I love it. It's so uh, good. Yeah, it's a great sequence. A great sequence. And then I also thought about um, the long shots. So I'm I'm basically having some runner ups here, but that's all right. I also thought about the long shots of Predator at the end when 
the tables have turned, right? And the predator is starting to fire shots wildly into yes. the, the jungle with no aim or direction. And it's really cool. The, the shot um, from behind, it's, it, you get this really long distance. You just see kind of like he's out of control almost, mm-hmm. just like we saw our troop out of control when they're just fi- firing wildly into the jungle with no regard to what's around them, hoping they hit something, but having no idea, right? Yeah, That's exactly what's happening uh, with the Predator, which is just a great turn of events. But ultimately, <laughs> the shot that I chose was the shot of Blaine whenever they're attacking that compound, which is just a great sequence. You mentioned it earlier, but yeah, that is not a sequence I would want to eliminate. It's inconsequential for the Predator storyline, but it's great at establishing these characters. And you just get that shot of Blaine centered right there and a huge explosion in the background as he fires his Gatlin gun. It is just the classic like 80s action movie shot. Yeah. Um, it's got it that is, low angle to oh, edit the low <laughs> angle. The explosion is just so perfect. Oh man, it's great. It's so it's so good. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, unique awards. Uh, I had the best kill award. Um, mm. You could have given this to lots of people, but I did like the kill of Mac. Um, Mac, as we just mentioned, kind of went off the deep end and. I think what got me with that one is just he he didn't see it coming, right? No. Like he's kind of like trying to figure out what's going on for a second, and then goodbye back. <laughs> yeah, like their their plan is great, except for they don't know that he has heat vision, right? Oh yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Which ruins everything they're doing. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, but you're right; it, it kind of comes out of nowhere. You feel like he's still sneaking up, and then bam, he's got a mm-hmm. hole in the head. Mm-hmm. Oh, what about you? And, uh, my award is World's Greatest Chiropractor Award that goes to the Predator. Did you find how you found that spot on that guy's spine and just ripped it out? Oh, yeah. <laughs> now imagine yeah. if you put that towards good, how many oh, backs yeah. he could fix. Oh, man. That could be a movie in its own right, Alex. <laughs> a chiropractor movie with starring Predator? Yeah. Where he heals somebody uh, from <laughs> some sort of like. Uh, permanent injury, but it turns out they just need an alien to save them. Until somebody calls him a quack and he snaps, and oh, then that's the start of the movie. That's his Joker moment. One person yeah. says that the chiropractors aren't aren't real doctors or something, and then he just yeah. loses it. Yep, that's what happens. That's what happens. Uh, <laughs> well, did All you right, know man. that's a, that's the plot to Predator Two? That's yeah. why he's in the that's why he's in a city this time. Oh, nice. Good. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Before we get to Predator 2, though, Alex, our final thoughts and our tiered rating Mm. for Predator. I'll go ahead and start. I think Predator does something um, fun and unique, and it doesn't try to be anything uh, that it's not. I think it's better than Prey in that way. Uh, So I think Prey is a better point of comparison than Alien or Aliens, which we've watched most recently. With Prey, my biggest criticism was that I thought it was molding to expectations of 2022 Mm. when telling a historical story, right? Right. Uh, More of a timepiece type of story with Predator in it. 
this film feels yes it, it could meet the audience expectations in 1980 what was it 1987 mm-hmm. Alex yeah but it's not done in a way where any of those edges are polished right. right and so looking back on this film you're like wow this is not a perfect film by any stretch of the imagination mm-hmm. and yet it goes out and it accomplishes exactly what it wants to accomplish and so for that it actually ended up with the same star rating as Aliens did last oh. week for me, um, which makes it a lower tier Godzilla tier, but a Godzilla tier nonetheless. All right. Well, I like I like where it's going so far. You know, we're we're both there. We go. I guess I'll go ahead and go. This is a definitely a Godzilla tier for me. Um. Really, my only thing I could really nitpick is the turn for Dylan, uh, the redemption arc. I guess as you as you said, uh, you know, I didn't really, I didn't really buy it either. But I'm also okay with it. It's not a big deal. <laughs> it's, it really is nitpicking. It's yeah, because um, this movie is just a lot of fun. It's interesting. It's got really fun characters. The lore behind its creature is very cool the creature its weaponry is cool eric i'm sure you know so you know this one has a cannon instead of the uh the little arrow that the other oh, one yeah, shot yeah, the, yeah. Uh, uh, whatever it's called i don't know a bow but um i i just really like a lot of these elements that are in the film it it's like you said it's unpolished but that makes it really special it's not clean cut this mm-hmm. is it feels like it's a labor of love and mm-hmm. I think it oozes out of every every pore over here, like just like all of our <laughs> actors who are actually acting in a jungle during this movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and so I, you know, Dutch is like one of the most memorable characters. Like, there's a reason why he's like cons- one of the most memorable characters of like all time. It's just, I mean, a, it's Arnold, right? Yeah. But, but B, it's just that confrontation between the two and how memorable it is and how yeah, how Arnold looks covered in mud, pressed up against a tree. We're screaming, do it! Come on! <laughs> do it! <laughs> do it now! <laughs> There's just so many cool moments. And especially like that one, like where the Predator notices the trap. Mm-hmm. It's just like ah, uh, and then the music, the Predator theme in oh, particular, yeah. is Great. so good. At yeah, like we need at, to touch on that at conjuring up that dread. Now the rest of the score is it, it's a bit of a mixed bag, but that Predator theme is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is definitely a Godzilla tier for me. I I am excited for our next movie, mm. Predator. Two, right? Yeah. Predator Two's next. Predator and Two is this next. is an interesting one, Eric. This yeah. one's this one's been through a bit of a revisionist history over the last several years. Interesting. So this was uh for a while a hated movie, mm-hmm. and now it feels like it's a beloved movie. Mm. Um, and so I'm gonna be interested to see what you think of it as someone uh, who's this is gonna be your first time seeing any of yeah, it, probably for sure. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm wondering if beloved beloved, 
I'm wondering if Predator 2 will be that beloved stew of ideas, Alex, or if it will be a giant mound of poo. <laughs> it's probably somewhere in the middle, but we'll find out next week with Predator 2. Will it give us plenty to chew or will it make us spew? Thank you, CC, for coming in clutch there. Make us, yeah. There we go, man. <laughs> something to chew or something to spew. I love it. And it all goes with stoop, man. Look at our rhyme just coinciding today. Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> As always, thank you for listening to Monsters vs. Men. Leave us feedback on this episode or any episode at nvmpod.com or email us at nvmpod at gmail.com. You can also follow us and message us on Twitter and Instagram at nvm underscore pod. Become a bargain base mite at patreon.com forward slash nvmpod and receive weekly bonus content, including special reviews, interviews, and host chats. And if you can't join at this time, a review or share always helps. Monsters vs. Men is produced by Alex Cornett. Executive producers are Kevin Alexander, Faye Basier, Christopher Clavero, John Freeman, and Michael Herndon. Special thanks to our wives, comma, rock band for PlayStation 3, which formed Cell Block B, Louis Loops, Senior Honda, Drew the Collector, our Instagram connector, and you, the listener, for listening. Until next time, don't forget to be a sexual tyrannosaur. And try to stay alive. Mafia, wake up, wake up. You have created a monster and it will destroy you. We'll just get still case Blu-rays for each other for our anniversary. Yeah. Oh, I think the third year anniversary is leather. It's leather. Oh, okay, yeah. Cece's here. Oh. Confirmed. So we gotta get some... Oh, wow. Well, that's leather. Thing, <laughs> <laughs>